Joe Biden's looking for a win anywhere he can get a win. He's desperate. Desperate for the win. He's losing on the economy. He's losing on uh, the conversation of strength when it comes uh, to foreign policy and what we're seeing in Ukraine. He's losing against China. So what has he got? Well, he's got immigration. No, wait, he doesn't. He's losing on immigration. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. So he goes back to the well and says guns are the problem. The gun lobby tried to tie up the regulators and paperwork for a long, long time. The NRA called this rule, I'm about to announce, extreme. (laughs) Extreme. But let me ask you, is it extreme to protect police officers? Extreme to protect our children? Extreme to keep guns out of the hands of people who couldn't even pass a background check? Look, the idea that someone on a terrorist list could purchase one of these guns is extreme. It isn't extreme. Just basic common sense. I think it would be interesting to find out if he could define what a ghost gun is. Stephen Gutowski joins us right now. He is the editor and the publisher over at The Reload, thereload.com. And he's talking ghost guns, Stephen. He, he, he's talking about, um, uh, you know, he's got going to appoint another uh, director for ATF and try and go down uh, that road. Uh, but before we get to anything, and, and you may not have any information on uh, the specific event itself. Uh, Today, there was this shooting in a a New York subway, and we have multiple people uh, injured. We've got differing reports. We won't really know the the totality until the evening or or, or, uh, tomorrow. A man in a gas mask opening fire on people, undetonated devices found. The point that I bring to you is that we, at these kinds of moments, will hear people scream about gun control can you give us, and, and I, I, I did not prepare you for this at all, can you give me an off-the-cuff of the level of gun laws there already are in New York? Oh, certainly, yeah. I mean, New York, especially New York City, has among the strictest gun laws in the entire country. You know, it's effectively impossible to get a permit to carry a gun in New York, which would make it, I mean, just the act of having a gun on the subway it would be illegal in and of itself. Uh, presumably there's probably a dozen more laws that this perpetrator broke uh, in order to carry out the shooting. Obviously, it's extremely illegal to shoot people um, when you're, you know, outside of self-defense circumstances. And so, you know, there's a wide range of criminality just based on the the extremely early facts that we know uh, right now. The, 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 the conversation is always about we need common sense gun laws, and you have uh, Joe Biden now talking about uh, ghost guns and common sense gun laws. First things first, let's define what a ghost gun is. Yeah, so a, a ghost gun is effectively just a gun that does not have a serial number engraved into it. Um, now, this could be because they were built uh, at home by someone or, or uh, a criminal could have scraped off the serial number on a, a commercially manufactured firearm. So, so it, it, but those are two different things. If someone's scraping off a serial number, that's a criminal act. If somebody makes right. a firearm at home and for, for their use at home, 
Well, that's that's allowed. That's within the law. Right. Yeah, as long as they're not a prohibited person, people have, well, since the founding, been able to build their own guns for their own personal use. We only really regulate firearms in the commercial circumstance where you're building them to sell to other people. Then, then you have to go through licensing and conduct background checks and so forth. Talking to Stephen Gutowski of The Reload. So why why this? Why is Biden picking this? I mean, the, the term ghost gun is utilized just to try and scare people in the same way assault rifle is utilized uh, as a way to try and, and scare people. Um, is is this the, 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 the tactic that they really think is going to finally work to try and uh, undo the Second Amendment? Well, I think they're doing this mainly because it's one of the only things they can do, uh, given that Congress is not going to be passing any major gun legislation in the near future because of the, the you know, the 50-50 Senate. Is, you're not going to get a major gun control bill through there. So Biden has to work with what he can do on the executive side, and that's that's why he's focused on, on things like ghost gun kit bans and uh, pistol brace regulations, you know, stuff that he can use the ATF's regulatory authority to go after. The pistol brace one is 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 interesting because it has to do with the length of, of a barrel, and if you 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 can make a claim that it's a pistol and 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 not uh, in any way a, a rifle because you only need one hand to shoot it. But if you have and they have this, I, I think it was Sig that developed it, right? The, the, this brace that comes yep. out so you can better support yourself, and somehow they've decided that that's uh, uh, unacceptable. Yeah, it gets really into the weeds of federal gun laws, uh, the National Firearms Act, which regulates things like machine guns and short barrel rifles, um, and the, the intricacies of that and how people have, have adapted to those rules. Um, and now the Biden administration, of course, wants to go after anything that they could plausibly uh, do in, in that realm. And so that's why they've targeted things like, uh, you know, these un- unfinished gun part kits and uh, the pistol brace uh, at- attachments for for ARs and other guns. I think I lost you for a second there talking to Stephen Gutowski uh, of TheReload.com. Let's go to your latest uh, there from the other day. Biden goes back to the ATF director well. He tried to give us David Chipman, and David Chipman, beyond an anti-gun zealot, and came across as really crazy, like 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 not not solid, not okay, not mentally uh, stable. That candidacy had to be withdrawn. Uh, that nomination had to be withdrawn. We now get into uh, the former prosecutor and Ohio Attorney General candidate uh, Steve Dettelbach to run the ATF. Uh, who is Dettelbach? How is he different from the radical progressive Chipman uh, was? And what could his confirmation mean for gun owners? So Dettelbach is a, a former U.S. attorney in, in Ohio who also ran as a Democrat for the attorney general's uh, office back in 2018. And, and he lost. But, you know, he's he's publicly supported a lot of the gun control measures that President Biden favors, you know, assault weapons bans, magazine limits, um, universal background checks, red flag laws. Uh, so, on the, you know, the base level, he's very similar to David Chipman in the sorts of policies he wants to see implemented. 
the real major difference is just that David Shipman worked directly for uh, one of the gun control groups, Giffords, whereas uh, Dettelbuck has been endorsed by them but never worked directly for them. And obviously, Chipman was a lot more bombastic and, and was uh, making statements about guns and media way more frequently than Dettelbuck. So that might have some difference when it comes to getting him confirmed. Obviously, the president only needs the votes from his own party to get Dettelbuck through. So it's a pretty uh, low bar. Um, and, it, you know, that difference might be enough. Uh, but you still have probably a very similar... Uh, director to what David Chipman would have been uh, at the end of the day. Uh, my, my I said uh, Attorney General, I should have said Attorney General candidate. You're, so I appreciate you uh, correcting me there. In the, I mean, Chipman was, I mean, uh, lots of video, kind of, and, and I'm not trying to be, you know, flip or glib when I say this. Uh, he was a foaming at the mouth candidate. Um, so, yes, just if you engage an idea of, of contrast and compare, you use somebody who's a little bit normal, who can answer a question with clarity as opposed to with uh, radical emotion and, and, and disdain, and you may get a better response uh, from, from Democrats. But in the end result, as you're discussing, it's still the same point of view. So if you get a Dettelbach in position... What is it that you, me, and we, the lawful gun owner, will have to deal with? What changes would somebody in that ATF position try to make unilaterally, considering it's an agency, and they can just make some decisions? Yeah, so a permanent confirmed director obviously serves for a longer period of time than the acting directors that we have normally seen at the ATF. And there's only been one confirmed director since it was made a Senate confirmed position in 2006. So it's, it's not very common for them to actually get through. It's hard to get an ATF director confirmed, but if it happens, they'll have a lot more leeway to plan out strategy at the agency for longer periods of time because acting directors can only serve for, uh, you know, shorter periods before they have to be replaced. Uh, And so, with a permanent director and his vision can shape the agency in a more distinct way. He can have more guidance over what their top priorities are in terms of, you know, their enforcement, how they treat the gun industry, how they approach prosecuting gun crimes, Uh, pretty pretty much everything they do, you know, will have uh, more uh, a focus from, from that permanent director than, than the, the, acting directors because they can only implement their plans for a year or two before they have to move on and someone else comes in and implements their vision. The ghost gun conversation as we started from from Joe Biden is, as as I see it politically, and I think others have, and I think there are some Democrats who have as well, as this kind of Hail Mary, as as a outreach to the progressives who demanded him do something about guns, right? It's always do something about guns as opposed to uh, be be rational. Um, and so he, he has this ghost gun conversation. He is appointing a, a second person to be the ATF director because, well, he has to. He needs a director uh, of the ATF. What are you hearing, Stephen, about what the wish list is of the political left? If they had their druthers, if they had the ability, what would they be going after? Well, I think yesterday's announcement is actually a a pretty big win for the gun control groups because they had put a lot of public pressure on the president to 
both pick another director nominee after the Chipman failed and to move up this ghost gun uh, regulation because it was really supposed to go into effect in June. That's the normal time frame that these rulemaking processes happen. It takes, uh, you know, a year and a half or so usually. But so they they, they were very publicly um, negative towards him for, for a good period of there. And it appears to have worked uh, for them pretty well in, in getting both of these things that they wanted. Uh, but they want more, of course. Um, you know, I think obviously legislation is not happening, but their, their big ask now is to basically appoint a sort of gun control czar, a, a cabinet adjacent uh, person to oversee the administration's gun control policies. So that that's their next big ask. We'll see if, if Biden uh, folds to that one, too. Stephen Gutowski, thereload.com is where you find his work. Uh, you, sh- you should be a subscriber and you should uh, get the information. Thereload.com. Stephen, always a pleasure. More coming up. I'm Tony Katz.